Welcome back, everyone. Great to have you for the Inner Revolution podcast. We have a very special guest today. His name is Pastor Mohib, an amazing believer from the Sudan that's been in our church for many years. How many years have you been in our church? I would say 10 years now. 10 years. 10 years. So literally, I grabbed him as he was walking by, and I asked him to share something today uh, to men uh, from his heart. So very blessed to have you, Pastor Mohib, and look forward to hear what you got to say to to everyone that's listening today. Go ahead. Thank you, Pastor Jason. Uh, I had the thoughts like um, us men, um, men are told to lead, you know, um, but sometimes we follow, and that's also healthy. Uh, there's an encounter in John chapter 21 uh, where the Apostle Peter he announced an idea to other men, the other disciples. And uh, when we examine the idea, it's not really a good idea. Uh, he said to them, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going, we are going with you. Uh, not every idea is a good idea. Uh, the reason this is not a good idea is because uh, in a way they are forgetting about the promise. Uh, Christ at this point was crucified um, he rose from the dead, but he told them to wait for his promise. You know, he, he basically is telling them to be objective and not to go back to their old ways. Uh, the idea of going back to fishing, it's, it sounds to me like, let's go back to our old ways. Um, we're not blaming the apostles here, but we are saying, us as men, sometimes we can drift away in our thinking. Sometimes we can be led to follow wrong ideas, wrong ways of thinking. So it's just a good reminder for us to, when you hear an idea, reflect, examine it. So my theme is, as a man, be, you are leading in the house, you are leading, you have, an, uh, you have a, a circle of influence. Be an examiner of ideas. Uh, be an examiner of messages that you hear, you know, uh, a passing text message, uh, something you hear randomly in social, uh, a post you read in social media. Uh, be examiner what you find, because often and it happens to the or any of us, you know, we can follow these ideas. We we are going with you, Peter, you know. So nobody's exempt, but thank God. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit. We have objectivity where we can rebound into. So Jesus Christ in John chapter 21, he would come to the apostles and he would bring them back to objective thinking. You know, you guys went fishing, you caught nothing. You know, sometimes when you follow wrong thinking, you end up catching nothing. You end up actually with sorrow of hearts, uh, regrets maybe, maybe. But... Uh, Christ redeems. So he redeemed the apostles and he just, we, we go into the scene where he wanted to have a breakfast with them, with them. Not even talking about the wrong thinking, the wrong ideas and how they forgot about, did you guys forget about what I told you? For three years I've been preaching and leading you. No, he's not blaming. So sometimes because you have a circle of influence because you are men and men to lead and also to follow sometime, we are 
to be really careful. We examine what we hear. Uh, it could be, as I said, a Facebook post. Uh, it could be a, a text message. It could be a phone call. It could be something just uh, I, I find as I'm going in my daily life. I examine it. I reach certain conclusions, you know, in prayers, in wisdom. Then I lead other people to be careful. It is like a wrong ways of thinking. Because you have the Holy Spirit and He's faithful to each, to each particular person in the church to reach, um, like a, to get to a place where a wise decision would be made and a wise outcome. You know, I really believe that God really wants to lead us in, in all areas. You know. So the examiner, uh, if you are to be led, examine what you are being told. You know, like examine it. Take a minute and uh, see where God leads you. Wow, that's that's great advice. I mean, your story, Pastor Mohib, is pretty awesome. And just to hear in the context of what you're saying today, to be, uh, you know, leaders are examiners, you mm -hmm. know, because uh, none of us like to get information that's untrue and then act on it, right? Then we're, right. we're deceived. Um, but it reminds me of something that, that you said here, Erwin uh, Lutzer, uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a, a great quote that kind of goes right along with what you said. Erwin um, Lutzer writes, The day of the casual Christian is over, and no longer is it possible to just drift along, hoping that no tough choices will have to be made. At this point in American history, any moral and spiritual progress will have to be won at great cost, the darker the night, the more important every candle becomes. Mm. So I just think about what you're saying, like like we want to be examiners, we want to be the initiators of the kingdom of God, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, because we do have influence, we, do, we were made to lead. Uh, and we follow Christ, and being a good follower of Christ, we can lead others to Christ, right? Right. What would you say is a good uh, idea of being a follower and what's the right idea of a good leader in your mind? Uh, the best idea to become a follower or manifestation of that would be joining a local church. You know, getting, like reading really prayers, God lead me to a pastor, teacher who can lead me in truth. You know, that's like the manifestation. You are a man, you are called to lead, but you also need to be led. Led into what? Into truth. And how? God designed it that a pastor teacher will lead you from a pulpit where you hear objective truth from that pulpit. You take it home to your particular ones, loved ones. That's, that's the example I can think of. You know, Just being in, being in the local church, being led. Good. Yeah. I mean, sometimes as men, we can kind of be uh, our own rogue. We can go rogue. We can do it our way. We can be independent. Um, you know, there's more women in church than men, right. <laughs> and because women are designed to be responders, but how important it is to uh, to lead, we first must be led. I love that, right. you know, and because if we're not led, this is what happens, Galatians 1, 6 happens, we are removed from him that called you in grace, and we preach another gospel. It's like, if we're not examiners we might just swallow something and then we realize oh I maybe I'm allergic to something in yeah. the ingredient or uh, maybe someone is saying something 
and we're not really paying attention to it and we just kind of agree with it or we're silent about it. We have a silent consent, but it's something opposite of what we believe or value or what God represents. How would you help men understand examining like like um, in your own life as a believer, how you came to Christ, being a Muslim, speaking Arabic, and then finding Christ? How did you examine the gospel, and how did you come to that conclusion? Well, being being under the authority of the preached word, you know, like that's like it becomes a priority in your life. You know, I'm I'm gonna be under authority. I'm gonna be a listener. I'm going to draw near. You need a direct answer. There's a direct like there's portions in the Bible where addressing that particular question in specific ways. First John, the epistle of First John. You know, I can't think, like, from the beginning to the its end, like, really answering is giving us warning after warning. Examine every spirit. You know, there's, there, there is the spirit of Antichrist. It is right now is working to deceive you. There are secret agendas. There's spiritual warfare. But just being under the authority, saying in your heart, this word, this Bible has authority in my life. And, like, and take it and read it. Like you can read First John, like chapter two specifically, a chapter that deals with specific questions about how to go in, in examining what is being thrown at us. You know? Mm. you know, that's so good. I mean, some people may think hearing this podcast, you know, I've got doubts, I've got questions. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's right. like anything, it's where does it take you? Like, does my doubt and does my question take me to the Bible? Does my doubt, does my questions take me to someone who can really answer my questions. I think a lot of young people leave churches. We were just talking about this. Um, a lot of people leave churches because their questions are never really answered. They're just thrown a pat answer, and there's really no depth. But an examiner, they're going deep, like an autopsy. They're, they just can't discern what happened, the cause of death, until they go into the, into the body. It's the same way as a spiritual person. We have to go deep and be uh, spirit-taught and have ears that hear from, from God. What would you say about that? Like, in my journey, when I started reading about the Bible and about this Christian faith, I decided I'm not going to... I'm, I'm going to approach this without any preconceived ideas. You know, because I want to approach it as if... I, I never heard of it to begin with, you know, but I had this idea in my mind, I'm going to approach this as something fresh. I never heard it. I don't want to hear it from someone else through through the lenses of someone else. I want to go to the source, you know. And questions and doubts they are out there, but there is an answer for every for every question. You know, we have to say that um, if a true seeker, an honest seeker, will find the answer. The answer is there, but are they really looking for the answer? Ah, <laughs> so that's, that's what it, it boils down to. Yeah. Are you looking for the answer or are you trying to stir the pot and stir more doubts among even the believers? Yeah, you know? that's a very good point. I think of many churches that are seeker-friendly mm -hmm. and they're targeting the un unsaved, but they're ignoring the discipleship aspect of our faith, which we must enter into to really get the answers that our heart is longing for. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, again... Um, 
going into examination, it's like we have special tools, there's special training, right? And if there are many voices, if there's many resources, if there's many um, platforms, then we just create more confusions. And Paul said, the Apostle Paul, avoid those that create and, um, division. you know, division and uh, instigate more questions. Um, right. How did you get your questions answered? Well, God was really faithful like to me. I, you know, it's like I would go to the most dangerous place to find an answer, which is the internet. You know, like this is a, this is the art, the faithfulness of God. I or like because I could have easily met the wrong group to give me answers for my questions. I would go there. I would read the Bible by by myself, but I reached a point where I needed, you know, someone that who saw it, like someone who was more experienced in it, to lead me in it too. Mm. You know, so I would I would find these people, uh, voice chat groups. They would speak. They would teach, and some. The Holy Spirit is so faithful. You might not even ask the questions as you just listen to like a random YouTube video, but it's not really random. A content is a spiritual content. Someone is sharing a devotion, a message. Then you find an answer for your question. Mm. You know, that does not replace the church you know, because now I know about the, there's a proper methods. You know, mm. in our uh, ministry. We have a Bible college. Uh, we have a w ways and tools for people to get an answer. Mm. The answer might not just take one meeting. The answer can take four years in the making. It could yeah. it could mean actually going to a Bible college. Yeah. You know, and actually investing and in that time and reading and studying. Well, you said it earlier. It's like if we really want it, right. we're gonna we're gonna really go after it. I think some people can be all talk and no action. What do you think about this in homiletics, um, the study of interpretation? Uh, I'm sorry, not hom homiletics is the study of preaching. I'm thinking of the other one there. Hermeneutics. Hermeneutics, thank okay. you. Yes, I only taught the class. <laughs> um, but the study of interpretation, and there are rules for examining and interpretation. It's got right. to... It's got to reflect the heart of God. It's got to be consistent with the the texts of the Bible, it's got to be something that reflects what Jesus did and stood for in the first and full mention. And I just think in a day and age where there's so much deception, we have to ask ourselves: is what I'm a part of adding to my life? Is it bringing me closer to God? Is it reinforcing what I know about God? Or is it creating more questions? Is it leading me away? Is it causing more doubts? I think as an examiner, uh, we must fellowship with the absolute so we can discern the counterfeit. And right. I think there's so many voices, so many near truths. And that's one thing about the most powerful lie is the one that's closest to the truth. We have to discern what is true mm -hmm. so we know what is false. So, any, any closing comments the, for us, Pastor Yeah, Lee? the closing comment here is like the beautiful thing about the Christian truth is it's not just a truth you find in a book, but it's also being experienced. It's being like there's a witness to it, you know, and that's like the witness manifests manifests itself in the church experience. You know, like we don't take everything from our experiential experience, but to a measure, the Christian truth produces, you know, a good experience uh, in the church, and and just to be careful, the church is not a place where everybody, nobody, no church is perfect. 
Yeah. But I mean, the Holy Spirit is faithful to reveal to us, to reveal to whoever is examining, you know, that there are people who are experiencing these, these truths and you can see it in their lives as a testimony. Excellent. You know, maybe for the, your meditation, those that are listening, uh, Psalm 139, I, I love the first 10 verses. They really go into, see, search me and know me. And uh, he goes into this whole examination uh, principle in Psalm 139, 1 through 10. Uh, Pastor Mahib, it's great to have you and be praying for him as he has a heart for the Muslim nations. He's recently got married okay. to an amazing lady named Allison. And um, he's got a heart after God. He's passionate about his faith. So, so good to have you today. Thank you, Pastor Jason. That was great. <laughs> God bless you. And tune in next time. We're going to be continuing thoughts that will encourage your faith. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome.